Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, YouTube? Rumble, and everybody listen on your favorite podcast directory. So today's show is going to be a Realist Unwrap. We'll get into what we're unwrapping in just a moment. Uh, if there's any new listeners, I'd like to tell you we got a couple formats of the show. We got... The weekly, the realist weekly wrap up where we grab articles from the week. Our week is Thursday to Thursday and we fucking talk about them, dress them and you hear our unfiltered opinions and views on these articles and what we as the realists think about it. Then we have today's show, which is the realist on rap, where we grab a specific issue or um, talking point and we unwrap it. Yeah. <laughs> then, then we is that is that your favorite episode? <laughs> then we have before uh, I was rudely interrupted. We have the holiday specials where we, um, you know, we've done a few of those. You can look back uh, and uh, we educate you on what the real holiday is about, like what it's about. It's not this Americanized Hallmark gift giving, alcohol drinking shit. There's Come actually on, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually um there's actually meaning to each holiday, and we 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 dive into that. Then we have the important days to this country, which we uh we will be getting to shortly. And um, you know, we don't have too many of those actually we don't have any of those out. But um, we'll be getting to that. And, you know, with that being said, that's going to wrap up. Oh, shit. What is we it? also have a message Monday. I totally forgot about those because MJ's got them vaulted up with, uh, you know, this very expensive security and armed guard system that he pays. <laughs> yeah, you need the iris scan to get in, you know. <laughs> Fingerprint scan. Yeah. You need you you once you're in the building to before you open the vault you need to be stripped down apparently. Yeah, fucking strip search. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, um, we do have a message Monday. What that's about is a message that me and MJ feel needs to be get out to the American people or just a specific group of people in America. And, you know, you as the listeners, if you agree with the message, fucking share it. Because without uh, you guys sharing the message, it doesn't get out there. Exactly. So with that being said, we got uh, all our homework done there. And um, now uh, on to the show. Like we said, this is a realist unwrap. And we are unwrapping detransitioning. Oh, boy. I know. Nobody wants to talk about this. They only nope. want to talk about the transitioning because, you know, transitioning is great. Yeah, it's it's all great and everything like that. You know, if that's that's what it is and you're of age and you're not a minor and all this other shit, like we said on, on previous podcasts, but you know what? It's 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 such a small percentage. Like you, you had said, it's less than half a percent of people in this country, but yet it's overtaking the news and in media like it, it i don't know but nobody wants to talk about the detransitioning so once all these kids are getting forced by their parents and teachers to transition most of them are becoming of age and being like man this isn't what i wanted at all yeah 
And I can tell you, for, for one thing, I, you know, I thought I just, you were, were going to say from experience. From experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know who you're no. talking about. <laughs> no, that was to the camera. Oh. <laughs> um, something that I didn't, I didn't know, like it was a question that I had had, because I don't, I don't know any, uh, any, anybody that went through transition, the, the transition, but um, at least from a, a female going to a guy, um, your stuff down there really doesn't work so well. You know what I mean? So I think that's going to weigh in heavily because, you know, sex is a part of, of life. And if you can't really perform to the way that you had thought, then I think that's, yeah, well, the be other, a big the, mistake. Well, the other thing too is with all the puberty blockers and all that, you know, they're starting at such a young age. They're not, you know, and when you're the guy going to the girl, there's not enough there to, you know, reverse it. Right. Because you need, you need all that, you the know. fuck would that look like? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyways, getting on with the show, um... I came across this article from ABC News. Um, how common is transgender treatment regret and transitioning? So this is going to dive into it. And actually, this one's from uh, March of this year. You know? Nice. Lawmakers often cite concerns about young people regretting irreversible body-altering transgender medical treatment. But studies suggest regret is uncommon. Mm. We, we, we can probably debate that with... Uh, with other findings. Right. And, but then also this is, this actually is pretty, pretty new of a thing. Yeah. You know, transitioning. So yeah, those numbers are going to be lower, but you're going to see across over the years that it's going to grow. So many States have enacted or, uh, contemplated limits or outright bans on transgender medical treatment with conservative U S lawmakers saying they are worried about young people later regretting irreversible, Irreversible, yeah. Uh, body altering treatment. <laughs> Sorry, coffee's kicking in. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> but just how common is regret, and how many youth change their appearances with hormones or surgery only later change their minds and detransition? Here's a look at some of those issues involved. What is transgender medical treatment? There's a lot of shit. Guidelines call for thorough psychological assessments to gender care dysphoria, distress over gender identity that doesn't match a person's assigned sex before starting any treatment. That treatment typically begins with puberty blocking, which I just brought up, medication to temporarily pause development. It doesn't just pause your development. It, it fucks up everything so later on when you decide to detransition you can't have kids now so that's something to take into consideration they don't want to talk about that no no no. and they don't want to talk um about how you know puberty blockers are the same as chemically castrating somebody yeah the idea is to give youngsters time to mature enough mentally and emotionally to make informed decisions about whether to pursue permanent treatment. Puberty blockers may be used for years and uh, can increase risks of bone density loss, which I've talked about that in a previous podcast where um, a lady who transitioned to a guy 
detransition back and she has very little bone density and her bones and joints are always killing her no matter what she does. But that reverses when drugs are stopped. No, it doesn't. No. I just gave an example of it not reversing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and remember, ABC News, I think they're pretty, uh, pretty uh, what's the word, leftist? Whoa, yeah. Democratic? Yeah. Pedophiliac? <laughs> <laughs> um, sex hormones, estrogen, and, or testosterone are offered next. Dutch research suggests that most gender-questioning youth on puberty blockers eventually choose to use these medications, which can produce permanent physical changes. Um, so does gender surgery, including breast removal or augmentation, which sometimes is uh, offered during the mid-teens, but more typically not until 18 or later, which we are starting to see nowadays. It's uh, mid-teens. Yeah. It's all over yep. the place. Reports for, I mean, from doctors and individuals, uh, individual U.S. clinics indicate that the number of youth seeking any kind of transgender medical care has increased in recent years because of the fucked up parents yep. and teachers. Yeah. And everybody telling them that it's okay. That's a great thing. Yeah. When back in the day, it was um, a mental disorder, mm -hmm. which we... Uh, we address the mental issue in this uh, country in a, in an unwrap earlier. Yes, we did. Dude, what the fuck? Are, are you on the right show? <laughs> Do you have your own show? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, you don't got to be using this dating voice. <laughs> Trying was, to attract all the ladies. That wasn't supposed to come out that way. <laughs> How often do transgender people regret transitioning? Always. And, <laughs> a little normal. And, uh, <laughs> and updated treatment guidelines issued last year, the World Professional Association of Transgender Health said evidence of later regret is scant, but that patient should be told about the possibility during psychological counseling. And most of the, most of the problem is you don't, you don't um, see the regret of transitioning with most of them because most of them are fucking killing themselves. Sure. The suicide rate is through the roof on people that transition, but yeah. they don't want to talk about that either. Um, Dutch research from several years ago found no evidence of regret in transgender. Okay. Several years ago, we're in 2023 now, well, you know? Yeah. If something's new, there's going to be lower numbers and shit yeah. like that anyways. Transgender adults who had co uh, comprehensive psychological evaluations and children before ongoing puberty blockers and hormone treatment, which this is kind of funny because they say several years ago, they have no evidence of it, but we have articles from several years ago that say otherwise. Exactly. That just shows which it's, it's saying ABC, without saying yeah. where you, where you're yeah, lined up. Yeah. With. ABC news lines up. Some studies suggest that rates of regret have declined over the years as patient selection and treatment methods have improved. In a review of 27 studies involving almost 8,000 teens and adults who transgender, had transgender surgery, most in Europe, the U.S., and Canada, 1% on average expressed regret. Some regret was temporary, but a small number went on to detransition or reversal surgeries 
the 2021 review said. Research research uh, suggests that comprehensive psychological counseling before starting treatment along with family support can reduce changes for regret and detransitioning. All right, so now that you know a little bit about the transitioning and all that shit, what is detransitioning? What is it? Detransitioning means stopping or reversing gender transition, which uh, can include medical treatment or changes in appearance or both. Detransitioning does not always include regret. Well, why, are you de- why are you detransitioning if you don't regret your decision? Right. The updated transgender treatment guidelines note that some teens who uh, detransition do not regret initi- the initiating the treatment. Because they felt it helped them better understand their gender-related care needs. Research and reports from individual doctors and clinics suggest that detransitioning is rare. A few studies that exist have too many limitations or weaknesses to draw firm conclusions, said Dr. Michael Erwig, director of the Transgender Medicine at Beth Israel Dicaucus Medical Center in Boston. You know, it's starting to come out that um, Boston has a lot of hospitals that are for this shit. Well, yeah, makes sense. A democratic state, so. Yeah. He (laughs) said it's difficult to quantify because patients who detransition often see new doctors, not the physicians who prescribe them the hormones or perform the surgeries. Some patients may simply stop taking the hormones. The reason they go on to see new doctors, which I don't know if this article says this yet, but they go on to see new doctors because when they go see the doctor that gave them all the prescribed hormones and the surgeries, they're trying to talk them out of the detransition. Really? Yeah, because they're for it. My own personal experience is that it is quite uncommon, Erwig said. I've taken care of over 350 gender diverse patients and probably fewer than five have told me they decided to detransition or change their minds. Recent increases in the number of people seeking transgender medical treatment could lead to more people detransitioning. Uh, Erwig uh, noted in a uh, complimentary last year in the Journal of Clinical um, in in Dr. (laughs) Knowledge. I will cut that out. <laughs> Complimentary last year in a journal in a journal of clinic. That's partly because of shortage of the mental health specialties, meaning gender questioning. People uh, may not receive adequate counseling. He said, Dr. Uh, Oscar Minquire, a plastic surgeon at the university of Rochester medical center has operated on hundreds of transgender People, most of them adults. He said he's never had a patient return seeking detransition. Because like I said, they go to different doctors because these doctors don't want to do it. Right. Some may not be satisfied with their new appearance, but doesn't mean they regret their transition, he said. Most said they're very happy with their outcomes surgically and socially. That wraps up that article about it. Didn't really uh, educate anybody on anything, but it kind of explained... 
what the transitioning process is, what the detransitioning process is. And, you know, me and MJ do have some other studies or articles that will explain that more. Yeah, so I have an, uh, an article from The Atlantic. Oh, wow. Take detransitioners seriously. Some people reverse their gender transition. Understanding their experience is crucial. So, goes to say... When Kristen Beck, a decorated Navy SEAL veteran, came out as a transgender woman in 2013, she became a high-profile advocate for the trans community, a role that earned her glowing coverage in left-wing and mainstream center-left media. But unless you've been reading right-wing websites in recent months, you you might never know that Beck has since detransitioned and gone back to the name Chris Beck. Last month, Beck declared that he had lived in hell For the past 10 years, most of the outlets that reported with enthusiasm on Beck's initial transition have yet to cover the latest chapter in his life story. So this right here, there's one example where they were for it. They were behind him. They were fucking lifting him up. Look at this guy. He did. He transitioned, blah, 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 blah. And then now that he's having adverse side effects or or whatever, I guess we'll get into it. But now all of a sudden he's fucking ghosted. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's it's. Because they they want nothing to do with you um, once you trans detransition, they're all about you because you're promoting it. But once you detransition, and you're gonna start talking about like the the side effects or the mental side effects or the issues with transitioning, they yep. want nothing to do with you because you're not promoting their agenda. Exactly. If you're not there, if you're not for them or with them, one hundred percent, you're against them. Yeah. So it's. It's sad because it like like every article that you can read every every a- anything it's a sensitive subject, it's a hard subject um, to go into and go through and stuff like that. So I think I think it's pretty fucking sad. Um, so it goes on to say both of us are trans academics. One of us studies, one of us studies the history of trans activism. The other recently did detransitioners' experience in depth. We strongly oppose efforts in state legislatures and elsewhere to target trans children and their families and pass laws restricting treatment options for gender dysphoria, a condition that the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic Manual defines as an impairment or distress over an incongruence between a person's gender identity and their gender assigned at birth. But trans rights advocates and mainstream media outlets should stop downplaying the reality of detransition, lest the read, lest readers and viewers conclude that it's negligible issue. It's not. Oh, this is going to be a long article. Let me let me get to some points. Uh, people who have uh, people who reverse uh, a previous transition, some of whom call themselves detransitioners. Others may identify as non-binary or refuse labels altogether. So do so for a variety of reasons. Some people simply cannot bear the discrimination that only trans people so often face society's transphobia is a major barrier in living happily. But some detransitioners realize after years of living as a trans person, they are instead lesbian, gay, or bisexual. And I just brought that up in a previous podcast that, you know, back in the day, it was straight, gay, lesbian, or bisexual. And everybody was all right with that because, I mean, in the beginning, you know, gay and lesbian, you know, they were having some shit thrown at them. But, you know, 
they fucking got through that. You know, people yeah. accepted them and, you know, it's okay to be gay and lesbian now and everything like that without people really hating on you in masses. Exactly. But now that's not going to happen with fucking, with this trans shit. It's not going to be accepted. It's not at all. Well, no, and, and that, that's the thing is it can be accepted and it, it could be fine, but they want to keep pushing it on our children. Exactly. And that's when people are going to have a huge problem with it. Yep. It's not, it has nothing to do with, oh, you know, it's because we're transitioning or we're the most hated and hated people in the country. No, that's not what it is. You guys won't leave the fucking kids alone. Right. So it goes on to say, too many in the trans and non-binary community detransition stories, especially those that involve regret, seem to jeopardize ha uh, half a century hard-won gains for civil rights and access to health services. Detransition has become a political cudgel to challenge at any and all gender care for young people. This may be one reason why right-wing outlets have prominently featured Beck, who has urged trans youth to slow down. That's it. <laughs> there's no rush. You're not getting money at the end of your transition. It's like, it's not, there's, there's no reason to rush through this. Um, in order to avoid his own fate, Never mind that Beck explicitly states that he is not against trans people or gender related medical care. Um, that's funny that, you know, they didn't actually go into why he detransitioned. Hmm. But I think that's uh that's essentially what needs to happen is um if you're questioning your gender, uh give it time. Uh talk to people that have been that have gone through the transition. What some of the some of the ups and downs. Yeah. Um and that's obviously if you're <laughs> if you're of age first of all cuz if you're if you're a kid, if you're a minor, it, it this shouldn't this shouldn't be uh on your lips there's there's way too much going on in your life to worry about what you know to transition or not so because there's enough stress with school with the social life and you know just because it's a new trending thing doesn't mean that that's uh what should be uh leading your life yeah so i got this other uh article from uh society for advanced based gender medicine segm from uh, 2021, there's um, two little sections I'd like to go over. Reasons uh, for detransitioning, I mean, reasons for transitioning and detransitioning, and, um, you know, then the, the other section, which is um, the uh, gaps in medical care. But uh, anyways, in the reasons for transitioning and detransitioning, besides wanting to be perceived as a target gender, which was the top reason to transition among both sexes, which is about 77%, the leading reasons for transition for females were not wanting to be associated with their natal sex or gender. Gender, um, That's 74%. Feeling wrong in their bodies. And uh, the belief that transition was the only option for them to feel better. For males, the key reasons for transition were they identified with the target gender, which was 77%. A belief that 
they would become their true self through transition and believe that transition would eliminate their gender dysphoria. Another marked difference between the female and the male study subjects in a gender-related harassment, while only 16% of male participants reported transitioning to reduce related harassment, 51 of the female participants, 51% of the female participants named it as a reason for transitioning. So that's why people would uh, transition. Now let's get into why they would why they would detransition. The leading reasons for detransitioning for both sex was becoming more comfortable with identifying with their natal sex due to a change in personal definition of female or male. This notion was cited that 65% of females and 48% of males, however, uh, um, however, other reasons for detransition differed between female and male participants. Females, the second and third most frequently cited reasons for detransitioning were concerns about their potential medical complications from transitioning. Wow. You don't want to talk about that. Mm-mm. And dissatisfaction with the physical results. Too much change. Now that makes sense. In contrast, males endorse dissatisfaction with their physical results. Too little change. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? De- uh, deteriorating physical health. Continued mental health problems. And feeling that they were discriminated against. For females, discrimination was among the less frequently endorsed reasons for detransition. Well, when when you see this too, you don't see too many females out there, um, you know, talking about how they transitioned. No, in the news, it's all fucking men. Yeah, going to female because most of them are pedophiles. Yep. But uh, although not all detransition patients expressed regret. Report reported strong and very strong regret. 11% of the um, respondents indicated that they were glad they transitioned and 30% indicated they wish they never had. So 30% still a big chunk of people right out of that transitioning community. Um, the majority of uh, respondents were dissatisfied with their decision to transition and were satisfied with their decision to transition. So that was 75 were, I mean, 70 were dissatisfied. 85 were cool with it. At the time of the survey completion, 61% had returned to identifying as their birth sex, 14 non-binary and eight identified as transgender. And that's the thing. Uh, there needs to be a very long process. Uh, they need to go through everything. They need to show them pictures, video of af- just after the surgery. They like everything. They need to be. It needs to be a comprehensive psychological exam, and it can't be just you know a couple doctor visits. You have to let these people sit on it, and you have to talk with them and keep bringing up certain things. Yeah, and by the time you get through all that, you'd probably be in your mid twenties, anyways. Right. Because by the time you can actually go over the stuff, you'd be 18, you know, still trying to. So, but there are gaps in the medical care. The study uh, raises concerns about 
the quality of medical and mental health care provided to many of the participants. Although 55% of the respondents had been diagnosed with at least one psychiatric or neurodevelopment issue. And 37% reported experiencing trauma prior to their onset gender dysphoria. The majority of the participants, 65%, reported that their uh, clinics did not evaluate whether they desire to transition was secondary to trauma or mental health condition. So they just heard they wanted to transition and fucking didn't look into it. Nope. Only 27% reported that counseling and information they received prior to the transition was accurate in terms of the benefits, risks associated with transition. With nearly half, 46% reported that the counseling was overly positive about the benefits of transitioning. Of course it is. Right, because they're trying to to get paid. Yeah. Alarmingly, some participants reported that mental health and medical clinics, clinics pressured them to medically transition. Less than a quarter of the participants, 24%, told their treating clinics that they discontinued medical treatment. This, in turn, suggests that clinics may be unaware of their own patients who detransition to the clinic rates of um, and that the clinic rates of detransition are likely underestimated. Yeah, like I, I, did, I did an article on that. Yeah, and I believe they're underestimated because as soon as um, someone detransitions that was in the spotlight, like you were just talking about, the trans community goes after them. Yeah. And like blacklist them. Yep. Because they know the truth's going to come out. And half and most of the the big people that are saying they're transgender haven't even gone through the surgery. Right. But they're pushing it on all these tr- children. Yeah. It's it's fucking sick. It's just it's sick. I I can't even believe that this is happening in in the United States of America right now. We're supposed to be you know, one of the best countries in the world. We're supposed to be actually the best country in the world and we're not. And we're slowly sliding down and uh, people have to be seeing that. But, you know, you're, you're trusting these medical professionals to give you the right sound medical advice. And they're not, they're using the, tr- the transition movement, the trans movement as a moneymaker and that's it. And they don't give a shit about the person that they're working on. It's fucking sad. Do you have another? Well, I have, I have uh, something from the same from the same site as you, actually. <laughs> Guys, over here, all done. Let me let me get a sip of my coffee. <laughs> Some good coffee. You guys should try it. <laughs> um. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was a part that you read. <laughs> On average, detransition or detransitioning. Um, has occurred roughly five years after the transition is even indicated. And um, with males taking a little longer than that to detransition, you know. Well, and- yeah, well that makes more sense because when, when you're a male and you transition to a female, um, your, your parts are more usable, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, to go the other way, I just, it, it just blows my mind. I don't understand why you would do it, but I, I don't understand either. I like, like, like we said, we're not against it. Uh, we are against the, the grooming of the kids. And this is, this is part of it. Um, the puberty blockers, all that shit, you, you know, basically from the start, you're fucking these kids up from the, 
for the rest of their lives. It's 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 sad. Yeah, you have you have the reasons for the detransitioning, right? The reasons for detransitioning. Like the, the chart. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. Yeah, get into that. Found it. So realize that their gender dysphoria was related to other issues, seventy percent. Health concerns, sixty-two percent. Yeah, but they they don't they don't say what the other issues are. The other issues were probably the parents or the teachers pushing the fucking shit on them yeah. at a young age. Yeah, it just says other issues. Like what the yeah. fuck? Um uh for uh fifty percent transition did not help with my dysphoria. Fifty percent. Yeah, so that means you have you you really have a mental issue. Yeah, exactly. You went through all that medical shit, nothing changed. You got all chopped up for nothing. Like the fuck. Uh, found alternatives to deal with my dysphoria, 45%. Unhappy with the social changes, 44%. But I thought this was the in thing to do. What I the know. fuck? <laughs> Change in political views, 43%. <laughs> Why? Because they told you this is the thing to do, and now you, you found out it was fucked up. Yeah. So now you jumped on the other side of the ship. We should have been. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dysphoria resolved itself over time, 34%. Uh, comorbid mental health issues. So, so see that one that you just said, the, um, this four year resolved itself over time. Yeah. So that, that right there, that's you probably should have waited till you're 25 to really make the transition. Yeah. So you probably, that's probably from the youth. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, comorbid mental health issues related to dysphoria solved 30%. Unhappy with the physical changes, 30%. Lack of support from social surroundings. 13% 13% financial concerns only 12% actually I, w- I would find that to be a lot higher because it's it's not well, cheap but uh, yeah but I mean the taxpayers are probably paying for it in the long run that's true <coughs> uh discrimination 10% which you know there there really shouldn't but, be any but, discrimination but here's, but. The th- but here's the thing only 10% uh discrimination well they the, the way they want to make it sound like is like Oh, you know, we get discriminated on like every chance they get. No, you guys don't get discriminated on. It's when fucking you guys make a, and it's not the women. Cause I don't really hear anything about the women transitioning to Never. dudes. No, it's, um, you know, like we've talked about, it's the pedophiles. Yeah. It, well, it's, uh, also the, um, making a mockery of women. Yep. You know, they, yep. they think, they think, uh, being a woman is a joke for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. And why is nobody else picking up on that? I, I don't know. What uh, what, what, uh, what year was that from? The, the, the article? Yeah. That was from 2021. Oh, okay. So those numbers are probably still... It was May 30th, 2021. And those, so those numbers are probably uh, higher. Yeah, because there's a couple other ones um, that I found on a different website that... Um, break it down a little more into uh different issues um pressure from parents was 36 percent really difficulty of transitioning 33 percent this one's got harassment and discrimination at 31 percent what month's that from may may i think it's this, may this, 30th. this one's this one's from june it's a month later <laughs> 
May 30th, 2021. <laughs> yeah, th- this one's from uh, gendergp.com. So you guys could actually look at both these charts because yeah. yours is from segm.org. Yeah, employment issues, 29. Family pressure, 26. Relation Relationship pressure, 18. Peer pressure, 17%. Pressure from a mental health professional, 5%. Pressure from religious counselors, 5%. Gender transition was was not right for them, 5%. Transition didn't reflect the complexity of the gender identity. And then um, financial reasons, three. And medical reasons, two. And the last couple ones I listed off were all like 5 to 4%. Right. So, you know... There, there's a lot more people detransitioning than you want you want to believe out there from, um, you know, and not even not even just that, just the, the the whole process. Every, they need to go through all, the whole process. How much it is, how, the recovery. Anybody getting any kind of surgery, it's it's fucking shitty after the surgeries. Yeah, whatever surgery it is, and I don't know, and it, it is just because you have like it's like the that old thing, the grass is greener on the other side. It never is. It never is. You're still gonna have all the. You can. You're still gonna have life in front of you, and you can transition and all that shit. But it's not gonna help. It's. It's really not. Yeah. So I mean, that that's a little bit about detransitioning. I mean, it, it's pretty. It's pretty. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory what's going on. I mean, but you are ending up with. You're not able to reproduce. You're ending up with um, severe medical problems from detransitioning, and you know it, it's it just it sucks. Yeah, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of money. There's, I mean, and then if you do if you do things too early in life, like with anything, uh, <coughs> that's going to have lifelong effects. And I can only imagine like having to go from one gender to the other gender and then you have to pay to go back to the other gender again. Like you, you're some, that's, that's, I don't even want to think of the pain that you'd have to go through the, the recovery, uh, the loss of work because you probably can't go into work for a while. Um, and then you have to pay for two surgeries and you, you, you're literally throwing thousands of dollars out the window. Yeah. So some of the medical risks just from transitioning, which would probably affect you when you detransition as well is infection, bleeding, nerve nerve injury delayed growth and like we've already talked about the lower bone density yep and um probably blood clots yeah it's you know. so um you know and it uh you know you're you're gonna have to go through more ho- uh hormone therapy again because now you want to look like a female like you were born as but you're that was the other thing is um that lady I talked to you about earlier in this show about the bone density. Um, every time she talks, it hurts because her voice box is all fucked up because That's, of the hormones and all that crap. So I don't know. Just, uh, you know, something that needs to be talked about more is the detransitioning and it needs to be brought to light more because, you know, People don't want to talk about it. They just want to talk about the transitioning as being this great thing. And then the people that are transitioning get blacklisted and, 
canceled and all that good stuff, you know? Yeah. So do you have anything else to add? The only thing is my personal opinion on this whole thing would be, um, I, I, I don't really understand, but I hear a lot of people say that I don't feel like the gender I am and, Oh, okay. That's fine. And that's why they used to be cross dressers. So guys would dress up like females and you know, whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would, my personal opinion on it is to never, to nobody get to get transitioned. Not because I'm against it, just the medical side of it, the financial side of it, and the mental side of it having to go through that because you wake up one day, just fucking boom, you're, you're, you're another person. So why? Well, just, here, here's the thing is, so, you know, and I understand what you're saying. Yeah, just, so, just be gay or lesbian. Though. Just be, I mean, yeah, be gay or lesbian and deal with it. And if you want to dress like a, um, a chick, dress like a chick if you're a dude. Been doing and, it for decades. And, and like, if you're, you have? No, they've been doing it for oh. decades. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, I just learned something new. <laughs> and, and women. <laughs> and women have been dressing like dudes. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you transition, so if you're a female to a dude, you're never going to have a dick that properly works. Never. You're never going to produce um produce testosterone. Or, you know, no, you're going to constantly be on injections or, or, you know, the sperm or the semen, like, and as a, as a dude, you're never going to be able to, as much as they want to claim they can, you're never going to be able to, um, have a period, have a kid breastfeed, uh, go through menopause, which I don't know why you'd want to go through menopause or have it, a period, like or, every or female ha- or have a baby, right? Like, like- <laughs> Every female says that those, those, th- those part, that's like the worst part of life. Yeah. And, you know, and, but you know, so the, these are things that you cannot do. Science has proven it. So if you transition and go through the surgery, it's not changing anything. Cause you can't do anything that that sex you're trained, uh, transitioning to can do. Right. It's like, you're just like a Barbie or a Ken doll. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because you're a guy, you transition to a female. So even if you trans- transition back to a guy, you, you it's not like you can just turn on the power again. No. <laughs> Fuck. You're done. You're done. You're sterile. Yeah. And, you know, that that's that's a lot to do with it, too, is the sterilization of our youth. And and not, not only the youth, I think the sterilization of people in general. But, you know, I don't know. I, I I do think, and you have to you have to question and and think and wonder why the the media, um, and we're hearing so much about this because, like you said, it's less than a half percent of people in America that are, that are uh, trans, um, and why it's so big in the spotlight. Why are they pushing it like it's the greatest thing ever? It's it it there's an agenda behind it. The greatest thing ever. <laughs> Is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, all that being said, you know, we're not going to go too crazy into it. Like if you like the episode, there's plenty of research you can do. It's easy, you know, go online, search it yourself. Um, you know, you can further educate yourself on the issue and, you know, talk about it with the people around you, get their um, opinion on it. But with that, you know, With that being said, you know, if you're listening to the show for the first time or watching, 
and you're like, wow, that was a good episode, you should probably hit that subscribe button. And while you're doing that, you can rate the show on your podcast directory or like it and let us know because then we know, okay, they like that episode. Maybe we got to start doing some more about that or we got to go back in and listen to the episode and see what they did, you know, you as the listener did like about it. And if you're on the video side of things because you like watching me and MJ look at a computer screen and talking to a microphone, great on you, but um, you can hit the (laughs) notification bell like button and leave us a comment letting us know about the fucking episode. Um, and then from there, you can head over to Instagram and Twitter and truth. And I'll give you the, the handles on that The handle, um, in a minute, but you might want to go over and give us that follow because we are dropping information on these three platforms that you're not seeing on any of the others. You might see them on YouTube. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Depends. Depends if I, MJ gets us fucking, censored again (laughs) um but anyways on instagram and twitter we're at checkers underscore and underscore mj that's instagram and twitter on truth we are at the underscore realist underscore uncensored you might want to get over there and follow us because twitter is probably going to start censoring us soon and with elon's new ceo which i don't you know i don't get that what the fuck is that why I don't know that. Mass, yeah, you know I don't know. I mean? Yeah, not another episode. You you've had plenty of time to bring up your issues with that in the last weekly unwrap, <laughs> but you you wait till uh, you know, that's perfect timing. A realist unwrap to talk about it. Yeah, you, <laughs> we're on YouTube and Rumble for the ones listening. At one word, the realist uncensored. You'll see our photo. Click it. Subscribe. All that good stuff. You can also email us at. The realist uncensored at gmail.com. That's for show ideas, article ideas. Maybe you got an opinion. Maybe you want to have a more in-depth conversation about something we said on the fucking show. We'll have it. Just don't say hey. Don't start it off with a hey. Nope. And you, you know, not gonna not gonna work. Not gonna work. Um, also, we are dropping episodes weekly on Wednesday and Friday, and sometimes Monday when fucking MJ makes it down to the vault <laughs> and fucking releases those. <laughs> So with that being said, you know, we hope you enjoyed, enjoyed this show and you're enjoying your Wednesday and you know, you'll make it through the rest of the week. Don't worry about it. (laughs) 